Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. I'm good man, how are you? <laughs> I'm good mate, yes. Excellent. Another week closer to the NFL Draft 2018. Uh, we're a month away, so only four shows before we watch the draft live and uh, just enjoy it. Indeed. <laughs> and then the uh, aftermath. Indeed, yeah. So, this week, King, we've been looking through the divisions. Mm-hmm. We've done the East, we've done the West. Yep. I thought this week we'd go down south. Okay, yep. And then next week, we'll go north. Sounds good to me. Mm. So, but before we do that, we've got to catch up on the news. Yep. And the biggest bit of news, I think, is the one that's going to affect the whole game the most. And that is that the competition committee decided 32 to nil to change the catch rule. Right, okay, yep. Apparently it's been simplified. Let me know what you think, all right? Yeah. So now what a catch is, is control of the ball... Two feet down or another body part. And then three is a football move, such as a third step, reaching slash extending for the line to gain, or the ability to perform such an act. Does that make sense to you? Well, no, because you can perform that kind of act. No, it's the ability, the ability to perform the act. That's what I'm saying. The ab- Having the ability to perform the act implies you have at least one foot on the floor. Mm. To dive. Mm. Yeah, or no? Well, you need to get both feet down. Right, so two, all right, two, two feet then. Yeah. But then, say two feet, then I get tackled or whatever happens, mm. fumble, something. Yeah. But is that then an incomplete pass? Or because I've got two feet down without making the third step, which would constitute as a football move. Yeah. But I still have the ability to dive. Does well, that, I don't know. Well, this is going to be confusing. That's what I'm saying. They, well, they've, they've tried to come out and say that basically everything that wasn't ever called a catch is now a catch. So, okay. Jesse James, it was a catch. Yeah. You know, Des Bryant, it was a catch. Yeah. Calvin Johnson, Bobby, it was a catch. You yeah. Know. So, if okay. in doubt, it was a catch, which is great, but yeah. the rule still could have been more, you know, more explicit, I think. No, I think, yeah. I think when we discussed this before, I think you can be a little bit more decisive. Um, you don't necessarily there doesn't need to be this ambiguity mm-hmm. uh, which I still feel there is but they've definitely made strides so I can't I can't be too angry I like the fact it's moving in the right direction albeit slower than I expected well I guess they have to move in relatively small amounts don't they <laughs> can't can't yeah. be too extreme when no. they change something true but it's a step in the right direction at least 100% excellent let's talk about some uh, some moves then shall we mm-hmm. Biggest one, the latest one, was Ndamukong Sue has now joined the LA Rams. Yeah. He signed a one-year, $14 million deal to join the LA Rams. Sue will now line up alongside Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers. And he's going to join Marcus Peters and free agency signings Robert Quinn and Naqib Tlaib on Wade Phillips' defensive squad. I'm almost certain Robert Quinn got traded away from No, Rams. from Miami. Robert Quinn went from the Rams to Miami. So, Akib Tlaib, yes. Marcus Peters, yes. Brockers, yes. Well, if that's true, yeah. then my trade tracker is completely off. It is. So. <laughs> I'm almost saying it's off because they drafted him from North Carolina. Yeah. So, I'm pretty sure he's now with the Miami Dolphins. All right. But, either way... We'll let him go. They 100% have got Akib Tlaib. They mm. 100% have got Marcus Peters. Yeah. They've always had Aaron Donald. 
Yeah. And now they've, they've got, still got Michael Brockers. They've, Brockers is a solid defensive tackle. Yeah, he's like mm-hmm. super underrated in the league. They've now got one of the more disruptive interior linemen yeah. to add to that. And I think that Donald's athletic enough that you can push him outside. And him lined up on the outside is a joke. Well, Donald. Yeah. I don't think they necessarily will, but I think they'll just rotate it, which I think, you know, we look at the Super Bowl champs from last year. They just had incredible line depth, mm-hmm. defensive line depth. And, and and that just meant they were fresher than every other team. Yes, yeah, the rotation, wasn't it? They were still creating sacks. You know, the, the, the key play in the Super Bowl was um, the strip fumble and, and Barnett picked it up but that was late in late in the game because everyone had fresh legs so um to replace to replace someone like Quinn who is a bit up and down he's um I think he had a 14 sack season Mm. um he might have been higher than that but he had one really really good year always hovers around 10 sacks he's pretty consistent but Sue's stats don't do him justice how good that player is he's fantastic it's just because He's he gets he's been double team and triple team ever since his rookie season. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just who are you going to block? Who are you going to block? <laughs> You've got the two, the two. I think Jared McCoy and K1 Short might argue with me, but you've got the <laughs> two most disruptive interior linemen in the whole league. Yeah, I think Sue as 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 far as pass rush and getting up the field and creating havoc for the quarterback. Those two are the most dynamic, and it's. It's frightening, frankly. Yeah. Those two. I would not want to be guarding against that. No. And as I said, I don't want to disrespect Brockers because I don't necessarily think he's in the same league as those two in the sense that they're real elite. Like, they are top draw players. Sue went second overall behind Sam Bradford. um, And, you know, Donald is a steal. I think he was 10th. He's a steal at the 10th pick. Brockers was like a, a teen I think it was in the teens or the twenties, yeah. um, but still, it's had a super good career. But it's just those guys are a top draw; yeah. they're all pro caliber. Whereas um, Brockers is just the upper echelon of, of sort of the rest. But um, yeah, incredible, incredible. He um, cause he ca- who did he have a meeting with that he cancelled? It was the Raiders. Raiders. He had the meeting with the Rams, and then as a result, he cancelled the meeting with the Raiders. Yeah, uh, he still had the Titans and the Saints. I think interested, but yeah, he's clearly gone with Wade Phillips. I don't, yeah, I don't mind that. And Donald as well. Yeah. It's tough It's tough not to want to play next to that guy, especially for someone like Sue. It must be incredibly enticing thinking, actually, I'm, I'm not as good as Donald, which he isn't. But it's rare he's going to go in and not be the best defensive tackle in the in. Wouldn't that have put someone off if they no, want to be think, the top dog in the in the building? Right, so you've played, how, how many years has he played? I think it was 2010, 2011 he's been drafted. Mm. So what, six, seven years? Sounds about right. Yeah. So from that perspective, you have been double teamed your whole career. This will be the only opportunity <laughs> if you, they both play together at the same time. For you not to be. Yeah, if they'll just rotate it out. For a guy who's had six, seven years of being like everyone going, oh, he's dropped off, his performance dropped off, but actually every teammate says he's like he's amazing. All the opposing quarterbacks hate playing against him. So that says enough. His stat is because he gets double teamed. Now he's got a chance to actually if he's single team this year, watch him step up and just be incredible again. Well, you never hear from his teammates, but you definitely hear knockers saying that he does go missing in games, you know, or he yeah, doesn't he put the rest, in yeah. all the time. It's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's like your opinion, man. It so is. And it's, um, it's probably partially true. I think it's tough for those big guys to stay on constantly. Um, it's a tiring game. It's a super tiring game and it's tough for those guys to swap out because they're not as quick. Yep. And you're playing against the likes of Aaron Rodgers, which he did when he was with the Detroit Lions. Yeah. 
um, you can't be running off on and off the field like you can with uh, certain other quarterbacks. So um, I think from that perspective, you know, and then he was playing against Brady consistently. So mm-hmm. it's like they're 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 the two guys that you can't you can't afford to make those uh, make those mistakes with. So I think that it's it's partially that, and yeah, I think it's just a tough game. I think a lot of people do that. It's just more noticeable when you're so dominant and then maybe not so much. And we're expected to be elite every single play. Absolutely. When you're double teamed all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now that my uh, my free agency tracker has been called into yeah. disrepute, I think I might as well uh, clear up a last episode. Okay. Thing, and that Jonathan Hankins has signed a new deal with the Indianapolis Colts. What? Yeah. It's a three-year, $27 million deal. Yeah, and Sheldon Rankins is very comfortable in the middle of his four-year, twelve-point-eight million-dollar deal. Yeah, uh, yeah, in New Orleans. So he they're both they're both year. great. They're both great. Jonathan Hankins can be a free agent in twenty twenty. Sheldon Rankins is okay until twenty twenty-one. There we go. Yeah. So, yeah. Alab- <laughs> there's that. Shout out to last podcast. There we go. I'm glad I called that out. Yep. Let's talk about a trade. Let's. Jason Pierre-Paul. Indeed, he has been traded. Yeah, with a fourth-round pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in exchange for 2018 third round pick and fourth round pick yeah so basically for a third round for pick, a pick yeah. They, yeah they also switch in their fourth rounders yeah don't know uh, the 29 year old veteran is coming off a solid season that saw him register 68 tackles 8.5 sacks 5 passes defended and 2 forced fumbles the 8.5 sacks were his highest total since racking up 12.5 in 2014 per sport track yeah uh, Pierre Paul has 3 years remaining on his contract or had 3 years remaining on his contract with an average annual cap hit of just over thirteen million, so they've cleared that out. They have, they have. Um, there's got to be a joke there about the hand, right? Didn't lose a finger and a half. He, d- well, yeah, he lost definitely his index finger on yeah. his right hand. Yeah, and then I think he lost half another one. Yeah, well, it's collateral damage, isn't well, it? it? Exactly adds up to how many sacks he had. <laughs> Surely there's something there. Maybe not. <laughs> Clearly not. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Pierre Paul's um, really good player. Super dynamic in his first few seasons. Took him a little while to come back from the the injury, mm-hmm. the firework incident. But um, yeah, stepped up and played really, really well last year. Um, was probably was probably yeah, I know you did, but was <laughs> was probably their best defensive lineman, um, or certainly in my opinion, I thought he was. Um, you know, they've got some good guys up front, but I think he's he's the standout. Third rounder seems strange. They're obviously, obviously, it's a cap thing, which is which is important. I yeah. think the expect the fact they've swapped fourths means they think the Bucks will finish ahead of them because they think they've got value in that fourth as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, bit of a, bit of an odd one for me. It looks to me like they're in rebuild mode, which sounds to me like they're going QB at two. Well, possibly. I also saw an interview with their GM, and he said that they're also they've. Uh, they're looking into quarterbacks. I'm surprised they haven't traded out a two yet. No. Well, we talked just before we started about my yeah. what I thought they should do. Well, we're going on to that in a minute. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> just want to say that JPP was the 15th overall pick in the 2010 draft. He was. Two, two-time Pro Bowler, one-time first-team All-Pro selection, and, of course, Super Bowl champion with the Giants. Yeah. I can't remember where he went to college. I think it might have been Baylor. But he, um, yeah, he was sort of like off the radar and then just blew up the combine. Oh, and then there was that viral. What vi- a horrible pun! Don't talk about blowing up. With I JPP, I actually right. didn't even think. Come about on, that. I didn't even think. Be about more that. sensitive. Sorry, dude. Um, yeah, um, 
there was that viral video of him doing backflips all the way down the field, and I just remember thinking, mm-hmm. this guy is super athletic for a defensive end. Yeah. Um, yeah, and lo and behold, he's been a double-digit sack guy. Um, double-digit. Until- you keep doing it. What's the matter <laughs> with you? Up until the injury. Digits? Up until the injury. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go on then to the other Giants What news. do you think about that? Sorry, I'd, I'd, I'd love for you. It's been pretty pretty me-heavy lately, so what do you think You're about the king. for a third round? Well, for a third round pick? Yeah, well, it's up to the Giants if they're they're clearly in rebuild mode and they haven't got a lot of draft room, so they're they're clearing some clearing the decks. But you think that's good value for the? I think it's excellent value for the Bucks. Oh yeah. What do you think from the Giants' perspective? Is that enough value? No. If it's a good deal for the Bucks, it's clearly not a good deal for someone. No. That's the Giants. So no. And he's earning less than JPP. Uh, sorry, than um, and Dominican Sue just signed. They've for. got a lot of holes in that team, mm-hmm. the Giants, and that wasn't a position to need. Now, of course. You got to feel that. Yeah, maybe Bradley Chubb. Well, that's that's one train of thought. I think they're still open. Someone like the Cards are going to come up, and or the Bills are going to give the farm to, yeah. uh, to move up to second. What is the point in the Bills going up to twelve if they're not coming up higher than that? Well, exactly. There is no point. Yep, I agree. I'm just surprised it hasn't happened already. Yeah, I, I reckon quite, the Giants are open to trading it. I quite like that though. Like, I one, it's a little bit more exciting, but two. I did actually quite like the fact that these teams have been super aggressive before the draft and mm-hmm. being like, cool, I'm good with one or two quarterbacks. Helps with the mock drafts, doesn't oh, it? Oh, absolutely it does. <laughs> absolutely. The draft night trade is just horrific. They're <laughs> fun, though. They are fun. Let's talk about the other big bit of news then in, uh-huh. in New York for the Giants, and that is Odell Beckham Jr. Yes. Is he getting traded? Because it looks like he is. It looks like he wants to leave because he doesn't want to play. He well, flat out refusing to pay play without a new contract yeah Gettleman has just turned up there and you know wants to stamp his own authority on it yeah Odell Beckham's got a history of being amazing but a complete headache yeah but I don't think in this instance he's being a headache he's on a rookie deal earning what oh, yeah. a million yeah he he's definitely in the top three when healthy wide receivers in the league yeah earning a million I remember when Russell Wilson made these comments when he was a quarterback on earning a million and he just won the Super Bowl yeah and everyone's like I can't believe he's demanding this no, <laughs> I can he's never I'm not talking about that being a headache not now he's no, you're right right no. now he's not being a headache I don't care I'll get he your money. has been a headache yeah on multiple occasions oh for sure for sure part of it's fun though yeah um yeah to me it's um I think he very much lives up to this diva receiver thing He's a brand now, so I think he has to sort of do that sort of stuff. There's so much sponsorship, hasn't he? Oh, he's unbelievable. Unbe- about his contract is rookie, but he's got head and shoulders oh, and it, all the others. Yeah, you know. his endorsement deals are a joke. Yeah. He's, um, he's killing the game. But that's because he's entertaining and he's polarising. That's why people he's do He's a character. It. I think he is just a brand now. I don't necessarily... One thing you can't question is how passionate he is about football. Like, when he had his injury, which was horrific, was crying when he went off the field. He yeah. hates losing more than anything. He's a guy you can actually... I imagine the locker room, he's not... Fighting with Josh Norman. Yeah. You don't fight unless you want to win. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then in the next game, Josh Norman carried on fighting and Odell Beckham torched him. Yeah. And that was the difference. Like, it's... um, He's a guy, I think, in the locker room, I think people will rally around him because he's just... I reckon that sort of of commitment and drive and desire is is infectious. Um, So, to answer your question, I don't know if he's going to get traded because it's a relatively new story. But Mm -hmm. I'm hearing he's available. Um, so Rams some, are offering twenty three. Apparently, take it. If I'm if I'm the Giants, 
Well, I've got a different theory what they should do. Because obviously here the Browns are after him. But 23 for him? That's that's a joke, that wide receiver core. <laughs> that's a joke. Yeah. That's It's ridiculous. If the, if the Rams get him, it, it's like when the Eagles got all those superstars a couple of years ago. Oh, the dream team. The dream team. Yeah, but I think they're like, <laughs> this team's legit because their defense is like already stout. I don't think he'd be the best fit in LA. Mm, yeah, I think... So he, let's talk about some things. So let's talk about the Browns because, of course, the Browns have got so much cap room, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I have got so much cap room. But uh, it's not just that. Jarvis Landry has been trying hard to... Uh, yeah. to get OBJ's attention. They were both LSU wide receivers. They were LSU wide receivers. They're on the same team. Yeah. yeah. And the other uh, connection you might not know about is the Browns wide receiver coach, Adam Henry, I think his name is. Okay. He was also the wide receiver coach at LSU when Jarvis Landry and OBJ were playing together. I did not know that. So there is another connection there. Okay. Um, if OBJ wanted to go to Cleveland, he has got his mate and his former coach waiting there for him. <sighs> That's pretty cool. Did you, before I explain it, what did you think of my idea? What? <laughs> my, my idea that we discussed prior to, which I'm about to explain, but I want to understand what you thought of it. I'm struggling to remember it. Oh. Go on. <laughs> my, my thought process was you give the Browns OBJ for the first... Oh, yeah. I remember now. For the first overall pick. Yes. And you swap the so you first swap and out. second. So Browns go back to second. Yep. But they get OBJ and they still get, well, a quarterback that they want or They still else. get a quarterback or Saquon Barkley or whoever they're going to go for. The uh, the Giants, which all these moves suggest to me they're going quarterbacks in rebuild. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Giants then go quarterback. They then get their choice of whoever they want. Because what I've heard, um, I was listening to the Dan Patrick show, um, is that the Giants are absolutely sold on Sam Darnold. Okay. They want Sam Darnold more than anything. He had a good and, pro day, didn't he? Amazing. It started raining, and then, of course, everyone started gushing over what he was doing in the rain. Well, he waited for the rain, which I thought was quite a cool move. <laughs> I saw him afterwards, very charismatic, way more charismatic than Rosen and Allen. That's not hard. True, but actually, I, I quite like that. Okay. Um. Yeah, it looks super good. All I'm hearing is they are completely sold on Darnold, and they think... Part of their thing is that the Browns are just going to take Donald, and yeah. that's why they're talking about him. The other part is they're trying to create value in that them to move down one pick because mm-hmm. they're actually also sold on Rosen, and uh, they just want the Giants to give them stupid value to move up one space for them to do basically what the Niners did last year with yeah. Solomon Thomas. <laughs> yeah. So that's they're the theories. Either way, if the Browns are sold on two QBs, I'd swap the first overall pick with the Giants. Because then that's additional value. You look at what it cost to go up one space last time, and that was to second overall for yeah. um, for the uh, for the Bears. You look at the move from six to three for the Jets. What that cost what was it three twos? Yeah, three twos. So you know, I think that's value there for for Beckham. And also, what you can do is, if you're not sold, you can then move back. You could probably move back to twelve with the Bills. You still got a high value pick. You probably pick up another one for them to come up that high. Mm-hmm. So you still have a one this year. You'll have another one next year, and then you'll probably get another two twos maybe for yeah. them to move to twelve to one. So there, all of a sudden, then you've you've just got this incredible value chip for Odell Beckham. The Browns have still got two first round picks and Odell Beckham. Yeah, they're second and fourth. Yeah. yeah, 
and if they do re- if they are sold on Darnold, the Giants get the quarterback of the future. So from their sp- perspective, I just think they should swap and give him Beckham. OBJ. Yep, that's my view. Okay. I think there's value for both teams because the trade value for number one's a joke. So you moving up one space makes a massive difference of what you can demand. Mm-hmm. And also it means that these other teams aren't put off by, say the Browns take Darnold and the Bills were sold on him. Or yeah. the cards were sold in them. Yeah. All of a sudden, your value's massively dropped on that second pick. Well, exactly. If you're up at one, it's it's never. It, well, I know it sounds stupid, but it's never going to be high because that is just that's the pinnacle. This is like a QB draft. Teams want them. You can see teams already being aggressive. Trade. We've had a trade up to three. We've had a trade up to twelve so far, and you know we're a month away from the draft. Yeah. So it's it's crazy. So I think that that's what I would do if I was them. And then Beckham gets what he wants, as you said. He gets to go back to his coach. Mm-hmm. He might not want to live in Cleveland. Probably not great for his brand. You don't have to live in Cleveland. You don't have to live there. No, no. It might not be great for his brand. Although it could, if they then suddenly start winning. So they, well, st- they King get, James lives there. They get, yeah. It's not bad for his brand, is it? No, it's true. It's true. He does also live in Miami and LA in the well, you can Exactly, that's what you can do. Yeah. OBJ would be no different. King James. They probably live together. What a legend. Amazing. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm now gu- <laughs> gushing about LeBron. <laughs> yeah, stop talking about LeBron. Um, yeah, I think that's the best move. I th- honestly think that's that's what they should do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not 23. Don't move back to 20. Or get two first rounders. I get 23. It's not, in my opinion, there's a load of there's a load of starters. There's not a load of elite players. If you want to go and get someone, yeah. get someone. Or trade the first and get a first next year. So you can pick, still pick up a solid star with 12, much better than 23. Yeah. I'm using the Bills as my example. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have a first round next year. And if you don't, if, you, if you're trading at one, it means you don't think Darnold, Rosen, Allen, Jackson, Barkley. Mayfield, none of them are worth it. No. So if you don't think they're worth it, what you're banking on is the Bills out, and then next year you get a high pick next year as well. Yeah. But it does seem to be that Darnold is now the consensus number one pick. Yeah, so a lot so. of people are making assumptions based on the Browns. Well, now the Giants are on the clock. So the Browns are supposed to take the safe pick, which is Darnold. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. But if the Giants really want him... Can you imagine what would happen if they take Barkley with number one? The amount of people phoning the Giants. <laughs> I, don't think they'd have number any, two. I don't think they'd have any fan. To be fair, do you know who would be phoning them? The Jets saying thank you. So we, can, we, can have, we can have the best of the rest QB wise yeah um, yeah so anyway uh, hit us up on Twitter and let me know what you think of our trade ooh yeah because no one's really talking about trading 2 to 1 yeah I'll even get Jim to text me and let me know when uh, someone's <laughs> tweeted something funny okay uh, let's move on then shall we because mm-hmm. there's loads of other stuff to talk about first of all Mike Wallace is heading to Philadelphia okay the 31 uh, year old former Steeler Dolphin and Raven yep uh, he signed a one year two and a half million deal so more than Beckham's getting for Mike Wallace. <laughs> don't know, don't know what you think, King. But as far as I'm concerned, Mike Wallace was shot three or four years ago. I think, from your perspective, and I get why you thought <laughs> you thought he was shot he was, as soon as he left the Steelers. Before he left the Steelers, oh, to be honest, he was still good at the bit Steelers. fingers that boy. He was still at the. He was still good at the Steelers. He was all right. He was quick. Don't he was he rapid. Was, he was rapid. He's still. I wouldn't take him over any of our current lot. No, 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 no. No, I agree with that for sure, for sure. Um, I wouldn't have taken him over Emmanuel Sanders, who you had at one point. No, as well. no. Um, yeah, okay. I don't know what you mean to say. He's an aging <laughs> receiver that relies on pace. That's that's never yeah. conducive to a long term deal. No, 
let's talk about another wide receiver then. Used to be a quarterback, Terrell Pryor. Uh-huh. He's gone to the Jets. Yeah. He underwent season-ending ankle surgery last November. Mm-hmm. The injury dated back to the Skins Week 2 win over the Rams. Might help explain why he had such a poor 2017 season as well. Yeah, because I really put my foot in it at the start of the year. I don't you know did. if you remember what I said. You said he was going to be elite, didn't you? I thought he was going to be a top five receiver. Yeah. <laughs> he could have been if he wasn't injured in week two Healing. and uh, struggled on through. Like I said, he had the ankle surgery, he's recovered, mm. and he's got his trade to the Jets. Yeah. So, yeah. fingers crossed for the Jets, that's, uh, that works out for, for both parties. Um, well, I, th- I think now they've got Landry and stuff, and that's cool. Um, and Gordon was has been has been great when playing. Yeah, <laughs> but since Gordon was out, which was what two three two three years ago, three years ago, three years ago, they've had no one. And Pryor looked like a legit top ten receiver mm-hmm. on a terrible Browns team. Yeah, so I, that was my reasoning for it. So I hope he does well because actually I like the fact that he's he stayed committed. He's been willing to embrace changing position which a lot of people aren't willing to do you know Tebow is an example um, and he's really excelled in that role he also I think still holds the record for the longest running touchdown for a QB hmm that's weird okay 95 yards okay for the Raiders you're welcome thank you let's talk about uh, the Dolphins netting Frank Gore for a one year deal there's a 34 year old Frank Gore now He's averaged less than four yards per carry each of the last three seasons with the Colts. Why have you said netting then? Yeah. (laughs) Well, they've netted him. I think he's from Miami. Okay. Yeah. Just just, just let me finish, all right? Okay. (laughs) Averaged less than four yards a carry each of the past three seasons with the Colts. Hasn't had a single run over 22 yards since 2015. He was a third-round pick for the Lions in 2005. This is his 14th NFL season with 14,026 rushing yards. 3,672 receiving yards, 94, 94 offensive touchdowns. But when you say 14 seasons, you usually talk about a quarterback or a kicker. Oh, yeah, no, he's had, the longevity is ridiculous, but... Hmm. Clearly slowed down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has slowed down. He was a beast for a couple of years. Absolute beast. Yeah, but I mean, you know... Miami have got him just at the right time. I think it was maybe maybe peaking again, maybe hitting the crest of a wave. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't about? know. I'm just trying to, you know, Miami fans. What are you going to do? Because Brock Osweiler is just about to replace uh, Jay Cutler as the backup QB in Miami. Okay. Uh, apparently, Brock Osweiler can't be unemployed by the NFL. No teams love him. Mm. Uh, there, there are no details about this contract because <laughs> they're so embarrassed. They're not even going to say what they've given him for the next year. Uh, but yeah, Osweiler is still going to have a job in 2018, yeah. rather than just uh, packing groceries, and that is to challenge for the number one spot in the, on the Dolphins quarterback. Yeah, crew. Okay. Had, okay. Oh, okay. I think they want a quarterback. I think the Dolphins want a quarterback. I wouldn't. Do you know what? That's like the sleeper for the draft is for them to go up to two. <sighs> take one. So a big jump for the mm-hmm. Dolphins, especially mm-hmm. when they've got Tannehill coming back. Mm-hmm. who can be good if he was given half a chance. Well, he's giving him loads of chances, but how many times have you seen him finish a... Whole, do play 16 games? Well, it's because the line was rubbish. Yeah. He's finally starting to get a half-good line. Yeah, but... So yeah. now he's going to come back into it. Yeah, but since he's been playing, they had the first overall pick in Jake Long, mm-hmm. playing left tackle, Yeah, who was an all-pro at one point, and I, I know he had injuries and dropped off, but... 
They've invested a first-round pick to protect a quarterback. I know he was drafted before Tannehill was. Mm-hmm. But then you had Marquise Pouncey? Mike. Mike Pouncey. He's now gone. Mike Pouncey, yeah. He's now a Charger. Mm-hmm. But he was a first-round pick. Top yeah. 20 pick. Yeah. It's not like they've not invested in the line. Just not very well. So Mike Pouncey's good. Yeah, he gets injured a lot. He does, but so does Mark. Oh, don't ever both talk get about Mike Pouncey again. <laughs> now he's on the Chargers team. Oh, the injury was just like vaporized now. Yeah. <laughs> Completely healthy. That's it. He's great now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah, it was crap, but they um, they did invest picks on all right. linemen. All right. What the hell are Miami doing right now? Yeah, uh, don't know. They've traded anyone that you could potentially buy a jersey for. And they've brought in Frank Gore and Brock Osweiler. I actually don't know who who's. I seriously don't know who's. I think that's a really good point. They have nothing apart from Ray Finkel. There's no one you can buy a Miami. Oh, Simmer <laughs> or Dan, Dan Marino. Marino. I think's the only jersey I would buy. Yeah, as a Dolphins fan. Yeah, yeah. I'd buy Finkel. No, you can't buy Finkel. I that's guess he did miss that field. Super disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not disrespectful. Where's Welker? Yeah, Brian Hartline, maybe. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Let's leave Miami far behind. Uh-huh. Let's t- let's go to Carolina, shall we? Let's head north a bit. If we want. The Carolina Panthers have got a $2.5 billion asking price now. Okay. Yeah. Current Panthers owner Jerry Richardson announced last December they were putting the team up for sale at the conclusion of the 2017 NFL season. Um... Yeah, should it actually hit 2.5 billion or more, it will eclipse the 2.2 billion uh, Tillman Fertitta paid to buy the Houston Rockets last September. Um, yeah, one of the Fertitta brothers Fertitta. who sold the UFC for 4 billion the year before. Yeah. yeah. Um, there you go. As a little transitional note. Uh, yes, yeah, so they'll be that'll be the highest amount paid for a franchise US franchise winner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. There are apparently three parties left in the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of them are P. Diddy, by the way. No. He's backed out. He doesn't have that much and money. And Steph Curry. Uh, Bedrock Industries, LP CEO Alan Kenstenbaum, Appaloosa Management LP founder Dave Tepper, and Sherman Financial Group CEO Ben Navarro are the three that are still hoping to buy the Panthers. Two and a half billion is a lot for the Panthers. Well, the money goes up every year. They are, they are making money. They are making money. So, I it is know. a kind of sound investment. Yeah, I guess. I don't know, I just... There aren't I, many teams around Carolina either. No, this is true. And I get franchises don't often come up for sale, so uh, I can understand that. But mm. based on the owner of the... I don't know if we're going to go over this, um, if that's part of the news, but based on the owner of the Saints passing away, no, his wife's now taken over. Yep. So, allegedly, that's now for sale. I think Allegedly. I'm, I'm rather going I'd rather go for New Orleans because I think they're more of a brand than Carolina is but there's also a share of wealth within the NFL so it's like Panthers have been to the Super Bowl more recently true true but I think they're further away from the Super Bowl than the Ooh. New Orleans Saints are well they were one game further back mm-hmm. I just did uh, your voice is breaking oh. <laughs> the Kansas awesome. City dreams um, yeah I think that's an obscene amount of money like you look at someone like the Rockets and why I think basketball franchises are worth so much money because the um, Clippers got bought recently as well, which which broke the record. Um, Dodgers got bought, which bro- broke a record. One, they're in big 
cities. They're in sporting towns. They're they're LA based. Yep. Um, well, you know, in Houston as well is like a big market. Texas is a massive market. Mm-hmm. Um, but also though, both those sports play eighty plus games a season, so the revenue's astounding. Whereas the NFL sixteen games and playoffs, if you can get there. So it's only eight home games. Yeah. So from a revenue standpoint, I can understand why Major League Baseball or NBA team franchises are worth more than NFL teams. Yeah. But merchandise and stuff, they probably sell. More, I don't know. I, I, sh- I would assume based on the, that valuation, they'd sell more. And TV rights. And TV more. rights. Yeah. Exactly. So. But um, well, good for them. Like, if they can get that kind of money, if that guy can get that kind of money, like no one expected the UFC to, you know, to use your example and to to mention um Fatita again was no one ex- no one expected them to sell that for that amount of money no and the UFC's now left clutching at straws i don't want someone to buy an NFL franchise and struggle to make money because i think it will impact the game yeah um you know and you look at stuff like to use UFC as an example they are it's just a freak show at the moment they're signing people to sell pay-per-views rather than you know the equivalent in the nfl would be signing sort of aging stars and vets to to increase shirt sales rather than actually right. worrying about winning games so that's yeah. the only thing i would worry about based on that valuation but i might be completely wrong it might be an absolute steal um and there's also you know there's some bragging rights for owning a franchise definitely mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. yeah it gets you in a few doors a few nightclubs will 100%, let you in i think 100 <laughs> So yeah, if it's worth that, good for them. Go for it. <laughs> Two and a half bill though. Wow. Two and a half bill. That's yeah. mad. Wank. Uh Let's talk about our retirement, shall we? Martellus Bennett. Mm-hmm. The ten-year NFL career has come to an end. Uh huh. The former Cowboy Giant, Bear, Patriot, Packer, and Patriot again mm-hmm. uh, seems to be over his uh, NFL career. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to a new career in creative media, I think. The tight end recorded over four and a half thousand yards and thirty touchdowns in his career and was selected to the Pro Bowl in 2014, plus got his uh, Patriot ring in 2017. Mm-hmm. That's less yards than I thought he'd have. Yeah, he was used sparingly, I guess. Yeah, I think... What, what? Do you know what's hilarious? This is not a joke. He was drafted to learn from and inevitably take over from Jason Witten. Yes, yes, that's right. Who's still playing still for playing. the Cowboys. <laughs> yes. So, he was on hard knocks, wasn't he, in his rookie year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, good career, not great. But I'm no. glad he won a Super Bowl. Congratulations, Martellus Bennett. Yeah, I'm glad he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, that also sidelines onto another story involving his brother, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that Michael Bennett has been arrested, dating back to the Super Bowl victory for his brother in 2017. Right. So after the Super Bowl victory... Michael Bennett tried to get onto the field. Security tried to stop him. Yeah. Obviously, he's a big guy. Pushed his way through. In pushing his way through, he also pushed a 66-year-old lady mm-hmm. um, and hurt her quite badly. And so now they're suing him. Uh, and he's been arrested for aggravated assault, I think. And uh, So does he need to be arrested to be sued? I don't understand that. I don't mean, Well, he's been charged with aggravated assault. So she she's pressed charges. And she, yeah, and she's wanting compensation, obviously, but... Uh, Okay. That's one of the things you'd expect an out-of-court settlement, wouldn't you, really? Yes, you would. But they actually went and arrested him and booked him. Interesting. Well, I think they were just waiting to get him on something. Yeah, I don't Mike, know. Michael Bennett has been in trouble with the police a couple of times. Not always his fault. And uh... No, no. He doesn't... You know, obviously that's a horrific incident. You don't want to see an elderly woman injured. But 
as far as these kind of situations go and have happened over the last sort of three, four years, mm-hmm. um, you know, an, an inadvertent push yeah. to go and celebrate with your brother, I think, frankly, is not, uh, you know, is, is not comparable to a lot of the things we've seen. No. Um, you know, and if, if she's been severely injured, obviously that's not great, but, um, you know, if she can be compensated where she feels comfortable and happy with the solution, I'm, I'm you know, I think that's sort of a... Uh, a win for for both parties, really. I don't expect him to be prosecuted based off this. Um, yeah, it's not a Trevor it seems like, thing. It seems like leverage, frankly, like to to actually expedite whatever legal process needs, mm-hmm. or expedite whatever sort of outside of the legal process needs to happen for her to get her settlement. Yeah, yeah. It's but not. It's not, well. It's not ideal. Obviously, you don't want to see ideal. anyone hurt. But. It's not ideal, but you know, it's not. It's not as serious as some other things. Yeah, that, uh, we've yeah. seen. Um, let's finish with some nice news then, King, before mm-hmm. we go to a break. Uh, and that is that both Texans QB Deshaun Watson and Arizona Cardinals running back David Johnson appear to be on schedule to participate in off-season training camps. Excellent. Johnson missed the whole of last season and Watson was only allowed to flash a few games of potential before he went down with an ACL tear. Um, so yeah, it's great to see that we're going to get both of them back from the start of next season. Yeah, I think They were that- both missed. I'm almost certain, except maybe Pat Mahomes, both of those would be your first and second picks in the uh, <laughs> first round and second round picks in the uh, quite possibly in the fantasy draft. Oh yeah, David! I picked up David Johnson two years ago. Mm-hmm. Did very nicely. You did you very did. nicely. You did. I think that was the year I won. I think, but it's um yeah you did well. Sure, no, I think the year before that. No, it was, it was three that. years ago, mate. Since you won it, no, it was definitely the year before last. <laughs> year so. before, year before. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> We've man. turned a nice story about two people returning from injuries into you crowing about a, a one not... fantasy win you've had. No, I'm crowing about the fact that you would take those two first and second <laughs> round, and you're lying about how long ago it was since. I, I wouldn't won. take a quarterback in round one or two of a fantasy draft. How dare you? How dare you, sir? <laughs> <I'll tell> you. <laughs> Let's take a break. Let's come back for part two and talk about the self. Indeed. Welcome back, guys, to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. This is a free agency special, yep. as normal. Uh, well, normal special. Mm-hmm. Bit of so news in there as well. We threw in loads of news, King. Mm-hmm. Chunked it at the wall. Potential trades. Mm-hmm. Hot takes on, uh, on moving around in the draft. That's it. But the feature of tonight's episode mm-hmm. is about the South. Yep. We're not talking about the Don and Dixon line. We're talking about the AFC and NFC South divisions of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk through the eight teams that reside in the South. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about what happened to them last season. Best win, worst win. Biggest take on the on the team that year. Yep. So, let's go with the AFC. Yep. Let's go alphabetical. We like OCD stuff here. Yep. And, of course, that means the Jacksonville Jaguars is our first... Indeed. Finished with a 10-6 and six record. They had the number three seed in the AFC... Mm-hmm. They had a chance to get even higher. They did. But a uh, couple of mean losses near the end just took that away. But uh, they ended up with a plus seven record from the season before, where they finished 3-13. and 13. So one of the best turnarounds of any team uh, in the NFL over the last season. Yep. I would say their best result, King, was the 45-42 to 42 win against Pittsburgh in the divisional round. I would agree with that. Because... They never well. It's been a long time since they got to the playoffs. Yep. And then to go into Pittsburgh, where they'd already won in the season, 
Yep. They've done a job on Pittsburgh, and so the consensus opinion was that there's no way Lightning could strike twice. The Steelers are going to take care of business that time, set up with the Patriots. Everyone was looking to the next uh, game. It's, well, a lot of people said the Steelers were definitely looking forward to the next game. And the Jags just kept scoring points on them, did not let their foot off the neck, and no. uh, and got through to the, the championship round. No, you got the you got the feeling from that game that the Jags had the playmakers they never had before to yeah to 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 get that one stop because it was just end to end wasn't it it was yeah. fantastic to watch uh, maybe not for you because I know you were sort of <laughs> on the edge of your seat but I think from a neutral perspective what a fantastic game and I just I I, I when when both teams were just putting up tons of points I went the Jags have got too much talent on defense that they're not going to get the one stop that leads to the difference in the point, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the overall points. So, um, yeah, I think that probably was their best win. Fantastic. I appreciated the game. I did appreciate it. I remember at the time because... You did. I was impressed, actually, how you dealt with it. Steelers went off... Well, the Jags went off to a big win, a uh, big lead, sorry. Mm-hmm. So it was like 21 nothing or something. Yeah, it was, in the yeah. Start of the second quarter or whatever. So by that time, I was like, oh, we've kind of lost this. So I was able to rethink what I was watching and mm-hmm. go okay I'm just going to enjoy the game mm-hmm. now as far as I was concerned we'd lost it by half time so. yeah I thought so as well yeah <laughs> worst result for the Jags last season was a 27-17 to loss at home to the Rams in week 6 yeah it just yeah it just wasn't a good wasn't a good look no it was quite I was excited about that game because it was the battle of the up and coming teams both teams yeah. were playing well both teams have got had immense defensive talent obviously now I think that the Rams are even more stacked but um, yeah they just got found out I think really didn't they mm-hmm. only six losses so it was difficult to pick one out mm-hmm. you know shouldn't feel too bad MVP for them I had was Calais Campbell mm-hmm. such a leader on that defence Jalen Ramsey's a epic mm-hmm. cornerback probably the best in the game yeah I think arguably so. the best in the game yep. but Calais Campbell sets the tone up front he just he just brought in a, a, a sort of air of um, confidence, leadership, experience um, that completely changed that. Which you know, no fault of Ramsey's is a second no. year player, but um, yeah, that's something that, that Campbell brought to the table, and you could see it was just it, it made a tangible difference to how they were playing, um, their organization, the lack of penalties on 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 the defense as well. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I'll chuck in. Um, Dante Fowler is most improved as well. I know that's not normal category, but I think actually um, had a horrific injury in in training camp his rookie season. Yeah, uh, didn't really know what to expect. wasn't fantastic last year, um, but this year um, didn't have the same stats as Claire's Campbell, but um, yeah, was was still an influence. So I, I just wanted to give him a shout out as well because it's nice to see players come back from injury and actually be sort of. Certainly when we've not been exposed to them at all, really, just yeah. to see them actually be as... We missed a year of Dante Fowler, Absolutely, we? absolutely. But they all play well. Yannick Ngokwe was amazing last year. Yep. Sack machine. Yeah, and Boye was great as well. Yeah? It's, um, yeah, just... Miles fancy. Jack, every, yeah, Jack, everyone. Jack everyone. stepped Telvin up like, like we um, we both called, actually, after the draft. We thought mm-hmm. that was one of the steals when he went out. Um, he looks like a top 10 middle linebacker. Um and you hope that Jalen Smith as well, who had the similar injury, same draft class as well, um, does that with the Cowboys. He looked good, but didn't look like the same. Deci- he didn't look as decisive. So I think that it'd be nice to see both those guys compete. Cause I like to make comparisons in the same draft class. Yeah. I think my biggest takeaway from the season, though, was the Moraine magic. Mm-hmm. I think for all those good players, you need someone to bring it all together. Gus Bradley could not do it. No. Doug Moraine has come in and in one season has taken him from 3-13 to 10 and 6 number 3 seed 
they now look like they're just one or one piece maybe away from getting all the way to the Super Bowl. Yep. They were so close against the Patriots. If they mm-hmm. had stuck to their game plan, they had a very good chance of beating the Patriots, but they got scared, got stupid, went away from the coverage they were supposed to be doing. Yep. Uh, the man coverage, and they let, let the Patriots back into it. Yeah, they did. They did. But, um, but Doug Marone... Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, galvanised that unit. It's, um, you know, it's full of talent. We all, you know, it was a couple of years later than we probably expected them to kick on. But um, they added some more players. Obviously, Ramsey's just, just an animal, as you, you touched on. Um, and they're free. They've been aggressive in free agency. Malik Jackson had a good, a good season yeah. for them. Um, they got rid of Deadwood. So Julius Thomas, who was a big splash a couple of years ago for mm-hmm. them, uh, wasn't cutting the mustard. So they got rid of him as well. So um, I like that they're decisive and aggressive in free agency sort of like in and out so um, yeah I think it's um, it's real positive signs moving forward for that team they have got rid of the two Allens Robinson and Hearns have both moved on mm-hmm. um, they, they are good players they are good players it's, they're going to be missed but uh, yeah you've got the I have the impression that the Jags can ride it you know if someone, they can put someone like Jalen Mickens just make it work. Yeah, I Mickens is playing well. And, uh, Mar- Marquis Lee, I think actually Marquis Lee cemented his place as their second option Yeah, uh, rather than Hearns. So I think that they need to get a number one because Robinson was the guy for them. Um, you know, it's unfortunate because they took a top 10 pick in Justin Blackman a few years ago, which hasn't panned out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe that's an area they can address uh, in the draft this year, sort of maybe second round. They picked up Dante Moncrief from the Colts. Yeah, he's like Austin a... Severian Jenkins at tight end from the Jets. Yeah, Severian Jenkins I like. Moncrief, and Niles I think... Paul at tight end from the Redskins. Yeah, I think that um, Severi... Severian Jenkins would be good. Uh, Moncrief, I think, is probably going to be a number three. Mm-hmm. Or, or sort of like they, they legit have two twos. Yeah. Um, but they still need to address that number one. Um, it's not a super rich wide receiver class. I, I actually don't expect no. to see... When one will be in there, but I personally I wouldn't take a wide receiver in the top fifteen picks this year. No, but I think we'll want, there's all, there will always be one. Which the likelihood is going to be Calvin Ridley, and even he's a body catcher rather than using his hands. He is, he is. Let's move on then. Yep. Let's go to Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, where the Titans finished with a nine and seven record. The same 9-7 and seven record they had the year before, mm-hmm. so no change for them. Uh, they did get the fifth seed, so they made the playoffs as well. Uh, their best win, I reckon, was a 22-21 win at Kansas City in the wildcard round. Yep. Because it was half-time, they were dead and buried. Mm-hmm. And they come out second half, Derek Henry starts running it properly, and Marcus Mariota starts pulling out everything he can be, and they squeak a win against the luckless Chiefs. They can't do it, can they? In the playoff round, no. Well, not with uh, not with Alex Smith. No, not with Alex Smith. No, but they. Um... Yeah, no. We've talked about the Chiefs already, but about the Titans, mm. it was a great game for them. It was. It was a fantastic game. Um, dubious call with the old throw and catch himself and then <laughs> he did seem over the line King. I'll th- never be convinced he wasn't over the line no, when he threw that I thought he was as well um, but yeah excellent performance some players really stepped on again they've been decisive they've moved on from DeMarco Murray who once again has not got a big long term contract has been and Derek Decker, I think. he's a yeah he's moved possibly I don't know but the um, the emergence of um, of Davis towards the end of the season was 
was noticeable. He looked like the guy we noticed in um, we noticed in the playoff game against the Chiefs, didn't we? That Peters was ma- matched up against Davis and not um, Decker or yeah. um, Matthews. They um, yeah, they 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 obviously thought that Davis was the real threat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's coming off an injury and he he really kicked on at the end of the season. So I understand why they can move on from him. Um, Demarco Murray, I think Henry showed. In, in in limited play, frankly, that he could um, he can absolutely carry the load. Um, yeah, I'd expect them to draft another running back in the sort of second or third. Well, or they've, maybe picked fourth up, round. they've picked up Dion Lewis from New England. Oh, of course. Sorry. So, yes. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So uh, four years, twenty million dollar deal. There you go. So they now get they, rid of Demarco Murray, but they bring in someone else. That's yeah, and I think that solid. gives that gives them the change up. They um they had two smash mouth downhill runners in in Henry and and um, Demarco Murray. Um, so now, yeah, they've got a bit of a change-up to throw in there. So I like I like the balance they've got in that running back core. And um, Eric Deco hasn't re-signed yet. That's the uh, so yeah. He's, he's, his contract's up. He hasn't re-signed anything. Else he's yet. a he's a solid possession receiver, but I think that Davis is um, if he can kick on as as I expect him to. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be a real threat. Yeah, fingers crossed. Mm. Um, in their tradition of taking uh, New England cornerbacks, they did pick up Malcolm Butler as well on a five-year, sixty-one million dollar deal. Yep. <sighs> And Andrew Norwell, a guard from Carolina, $66.5 million deal. Yeah, Norwell, who was rated, I think, one of the top... Very, very good. Yeah, he's rated one of the top guards in the league. And, and as we can tell from how much of an improvement happened with the Cowboys when they took Zach Martin, I think, with the 15th pick, yep. um, you know, all of a sudden they became the best offensive line because of one guard. Um, I think the value of guards is, is super underappreciated. I think that's why Quinton Nelson... Um, I think that's that stigma starting to change, and why Nelson's being talked so highly in the league. So yeah. for them to get Norwell was like a big coup for them. I thought um, I like Butler. I think he's a he's a he's a good defensive back, someone for Adoree Jackson to learn off. Who had a a solid but not amazing rookie campaign. So yeah, I'd like you to have see some teething troubles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that wasn't me uh, taking uh, you know um, putting him down in any way, shape, or form. But he, um, I think, to learn off someone like Butler who. Has always played with this chip on his shoulder because he was undrafted. Mm-hmm. Um, has made big plays. Yeah, he gives up a few, but he is one of only five. We touched on this the other week. One of only five corners in the league that will follow around the best receiver and on the opposing team, and it takes a proper cover corner. Yeah, proper cover corner takes some ego to do that as well. You've got to be super forgetful when you do get burnt, and uh, I think Butler's got that. So if he can pass any of those traits on to Adoree Jackson, who is just a wildly talented and athletic dude so mm-hmm. um that that could really help them as well back end um they're still strong front end with um uh what's his name Jarrell Casey and yeah and um is it Derek Morgan as well they've got up yeah. there Arakpo is is another guy who's 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 been a pro bowler and an all pro so they're a stacked team they're a stacked unit I like Mariota I like his leadership I think they've got one of the most underrated lines prior to the season I think now I would say they probably have the best offensive line in the league. Oh. Better than the Cowboys. Ooh. And better than the Raiders of two years ago. <sighs> okay, that's a claim there, King. Well done. I think Taylor Lewan's the best left tackle in the league. And now with Norwell at guard. With Norwell at guard. It's a joke. And Run it uh, left. Conklin. Yeah, Jack, Jack Conklin, Conklin as well. Right right tackle is, is super underrated. So, um, yeah, I think they're, they're just absolutely stacked. Well, we've just been very nice to them. Let's talk about their worst result. Mm-hmm. I'd say that had to be the 57-14 to 14 loss at Houston in week four. Yeah. Oh, that was a shellacking. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't quite as soul-depressing as the uh, divisional round game against the Patriots, but 
in terms of just getting absolutely stung by a division rival. Mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't that was not even close. No, that was one of them ones where it's, it's similar to the whole Dak Prescott thing. I thought with Deshaun Watson, is no one really knew what to expect coming out of Clemson. Well, under, the offense underestimated him. Yeah, no, I think I think underestimated it. I I don't actually think I don't think they disrespected him. I don't think they think he's a bad player. I know you automatically think everyone did. I don't <laughs> think they did. Um, I do. He was he was the most pro ready quarterback coming out last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Still, they took Trubisky first, and yeah, but that's not the Titans. That's not no. We're talking about the Titans. Here. All right. I don't the think they disrespected him. I think they just didn't know what to expect from a quarterback who played in a very unique system with heavily talented wide receivers and tight ends in Clemson. That's just a wide receiver factory. Mm. And, you know, it's it's a strange offense, didn't understand how to transition. And what they didn't realize is the guys just clutch. They should have known that from his record. But he just steps up to... no no matter. That was always the thing coming out when when Watson came out. When the lights are brightest, he plays the best. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, the lights are always bright. Yeah. You know, in the NFL. And... um, he was just torching teams. It wasn't yeah. just them. I, and I don't think it was disrespectful. I just don't think people had... Their expectations of him were there'll be a transitional phase because of the offense he played in. No, the guy's just a gamer. He's just a baller. And He's got DeAndre Hopkins. And he's got DeAndre... Yeah, absolutely. He's got talent. Yeah, and Will Fuller to yeah. fry it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, We're going to talk about the Texans in a minute. We, got to, we, we are yeah. going to hit the Texans. Yeah. Um, who was their MVP? Was it Delaney Walker? Was it Marcus Mariota? Um, I think Mariota because I think he took over as the leader of that team. Walker was great. Um, you know, he's 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 an aging guy now, but he just he's he's. I think he's always been super athletic at the tight end position. What we haven't noticed because of that is actually he's just he's a fantastic route runner. Yeah. Um, his body position as well. I, I think he played basketball in college. Um, I think that's really helped him. He always seems to be boxing out players. So when there's a 50-50, it, or it looks like a 50-50, all of a sudden his body comes across the defender and he, it, it, it appears to be a safe catch. So, yeah. Um, it's, um, yeah, I think Walker was great, but yeah, I think Mariotic, so I think he's, he's, from a leadership standpoint, he um, he really stepped up. Okay. My big take on this team is, well, I want to ask you a question. Did they improve last year? Because um, I'm not sure they did. No, I don't. It I'd, seemed like a bit of a wasted year, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. I'd agree with that. They didn't take the plunge of Henry. No, they didn't give. They didn't give full um, authority to Mariota through the season. No. It's why Malarkey's not there anymore because now Mike Vrabel is the new head coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just no, seems I, like they kind of wasted everyone for a year. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and I think obviously they 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 had put a lot of pressure on themselves taking Davis. Um, yeah. with a pick that a lot of people thought they'd either trade out of or would take someone else. Well, you thought they'd go defense, which was I thought they'd go right. I thought they sh- they'd go Lattimore. Mm. Um, I bet they they had now as well. Personally, yeah. So I thought they'd go defense, and now all of a sudden they they wouldn't have to pick up Butler and his big contract. So yeah. they'd have a, the second best corner in the league on a rookie deal. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's hindsight's a good thing. But as I said, Davis did look good, but I, I didn't think wide receiver was an area of need for them. No. Um, let's move on then. Mm-hmm. Let's try the Indianapolis Colts. Yep, four and twelve season. Yep, last year that was uh, four worse than the eight and eight they had the season before that. Not a great year for the Colts. It's not been a great year for a while for the Colts, but at least they're eight and eight mm-hmm. in uh, two thousand sixteen. Their best win I had down was a twenty to fourteen win at home. Uh, sorry, at Houston in week nine. So this was 
after Watson had gone out injured. Yep. Um, but yeah, still a 20-14 to 14 win away to a division rival is yeah, uh, yeah. not to be sniffed at. Absolutely. So they could still score some points, but there are some massive problems with the Colts, and not least of all, they are so predictable. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen any videos on the Colts, but uh, I can't name drop the guy, I can't remember now, but it was a few weeks ago, but there was some really good analysis on what the Colts were doing on each play. Yep. And they were so predictable. They knew, You just could tell what they're doing on first and second down and mm. third down. Yeah. And so it doesn't take a genius to figure that out. As long as you watch them enough, you'll figure out what that's what they're doing. Yeah. They didn't go away from their their game plan. No. Um, and so as a result, they lost so many fourth quarter leads. No other team lost as many fourth quarter leads as the Colts did last season. No, I know. Luck was at his prime and healthy when he was playing for them. They were the team that had the most fourth quarter comebacks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think... Part of that was to do with um, Jacoby Brissett coming in so late, so not knowing the offense. Mm. But at least you know he's got X amount of plays in his locker. Yeah. Don't run them in the same order. Like, chuck them around a bit. At least make it, you know, run yeah. the same route tree, but offer different, like, you know, you line up differently or something. But, yeah, no. I think it was, um, yeah, they were just too predictable. But I think part part of that was to do with the Brissett thing. Um, but part of that's just due to, due to sort of complacent coaching. A frankly. lot of it's Chuck Pagano. It's got mm. to fall on his shoulders. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he's good enough. It's a dead man walking, not in that respect, no. but, you know, in terms of career. I do think that's had an impact, though. I know it's controversial for me to say so, but I do think he's lasted longer because of the issues he had while... Oh, second during that. His, ...during his tenure. Which, oh. it's amazing he's come through it, but... Yeah, oh, he has. I'm come happy he's it. come through. I don't yeah. want anyone to be ill or anything. Yeah. But give him a give, give him a back office position if you want to keep him within the organization. Yeah, move him up. Which somewhere. I think, which I would actually, I'd really respect. But you, he's not good enough as a coach. There's no fire there, was there? No, no fire. No. Uh, their worst loss I had was a 46 to nine loss at the Rams in week one. Mm-hmm. That just set the tone really for their season. Yeah, for both teams. 46 yeah. to nine. Yep. I remember that was when Scott Tolzien started that game. That's partly why I did it, because they should never have started Scott Tolzien under any circumstances. No, it's just There's no Brice- way you should start a season with Scott Tolzien, King. No, but Brissett wasn't ready, was he? They'd made the Brissette trade. Brissett wasn't in the building. Well, he was just in the building. He just turned up that weekend. Yeah. But that's-, th- that's what I mean. You should never go into a season with Scott Tolzien as your number one starter. No. And Brissett was a... Was he a rookie? Or second year? That no one Second's- had ever seen him play? Yeah, he played one game. He played one game for the, the Patriots. Yeah, for Garoppolo, wasn't it? As a yeah. rookie. Sorry, yeah, it was the yeah. season before. So, right, so there is no excuse a, ever for having Scott Tolzien as your starter. No, but even um, Brissett, what, like, we didn't know he was going to be the answer. He actually played all right, but... I'd rather stick Joe Montana too. in there. Yeah. He like, held the, now. He held the ball too long. Yeah. Anyone, anyone but Scott Tolzien. Mm. That was an absolute joke. They got everything they deserved with that loss. Um, MVP... It's going to be difficult. I think it might be Jacoby Brissett. Just because he did stick in there. You know, he, he is accused of holding the ball a bit too long. Yeah. But the fact that he still got up every time and didn't he never complained. No, he was a game. He was game every, like, you know, he was... Um, he tried his best. Yeah, he did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I guess the only hot take is there's, there's no luck at all for this team. No. Both physically and mentally. They, you know, they make their own luck to an extent with the... Aubrey average um, play calling, mm-hmm. but still they need that that guy back in the building. Yeah, uh, not just with a clipboard in his hand. I think everyone's forgotten how good he is. When he's yeah, healthy, he's a top five QB. 
there was a season where he was in the conversation. A lot of people were saying this is going to be a year where he overtakes Brady and Rogers. He was that good. Yeah. Yeah. Hasn't happened since, though, has it? <laughs> absence, uh, <coughs> absence doesn't make the heart grow fonder on this one. No. So fingers crossed, he does come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the Colts. Yeah. Uh, so who they picked up actually in free agency? Who have they got? They got rid of Vontae Davis. They picked up like. Nico Autry, mm-hmm. defensive end from Oakland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Ebron. That was a good move actually f- uh, from Detroit. Because well, he was a first him. round. He was a dud. They picked him up though. No, it, I think he was just about getting going. You got a chance to get someone who's a first round pick there. What for the top twenty? Yeah, yeah, he was a top twenty pick. Yeah, he could be good. He was a dud for the Lions. I don't know why they took him. They had Pettigrew. Took they a took long the time to get pick. going. They also got rid of Darren Fells, which wasn't a good move for the Lions. Back to the Colts. Yeah, Matt Slauson. Talk to me about Matt Slauson, guard. Okay, Chargers guard. Yeah, he's all right. They picked him up on a one year deal, five mil. Yep. Sorry, three mil. They also got Ryan Grant at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they re-signed Jonathan Hankins, so that's always a good move. <laughs> what about Sheldon Rankins? Is he there? Sheldon Rankins isn't there at no. the moment, no. Middle of a four-year deal for the <laughs> Saints. Um, let's go to Houston then. We've already talked a little bit about the Texans. Yeah. Not a great year for them, obviously. Mm-hmm. They were 4-12, and 12, the same as the Colts, which is kind of hard to believe. Yeah, kind of um, but they were 9-7 and seven the year before that and had the fourth seed. So they lost five games more last season than the year before that. Their best win, I think, was, a 50, yeah, was the 57-14 win at home to the Titans in Week 4. Mm-hmm. Because it surely showed their dominance and just their willingness to sling it down the field. They don't care. No, they don't. No, you're absolutely right. No. So what I saw in that game was that, you know... I'm going to throw it up in the air and my guy is going to come down with it and your guys ain't. Yeah. And you ain't going to stop us. No. No. So that was just an amazing win for the Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, their worst result, I think, was the 45-7 to loss at the Jaguars in week 15. Obviously, the season was over by then for them. Yeah. No Watson, no direction. No JJ Tom Watt. Savage had already gone out with um, concussion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Not a great look. And it was against a division rival. It was it was kind of a what could have been for that team. Yeah, I think if so. If was still healthy, then, you know. Well, I just really want to see one season with JJ Watt and Jadamian Clowney playing together. Yes, please. I really want to see that. Yeah. Both healthy, both playing together. That'd be... We had a glimpse of it this season. Yeah. And it's a week three, I think it was. Yeah, it looked great. <laughs> MVP for me was DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, had to That's be. Absolutely freak May have had of the catch of the season, yeah. Oh, yeah, tipping it to himself. Unreal. Crazy. And to keep doing that, you know, even when they were getting blown out, mm. yeah, I think he was above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, hot take was just there was no plan B in place. Nope. I think most teams would struggle if you lose your starting QB. I think the annoying thing was they didn't... The thing that made it worse was the fact they didn't realise that Deshaun Watson was going to be their starting QB. Yeah, and they're Tom fact, Savage starting the season. Yeah, so um, if anything, they didn't lose their starting QB. Um that's just a real shame. They keep. I feel really bad for Bill O'Brien because you know I think he's an excellent coach, mm-hmm. and I think he, him and um, the GM. I can't remember the GM's name. It's that's really bad. But the two of them, they make real good acquisitions, both in the draft and free agency. Um, and I, th- I feel like they deserve more 
than they get because they're just they're just always hampered by injuries to real key players as well. Um, it should be nice to see them healthy for one full season to actually see how far they can get because at one point, even with Brock Osweiler, they were. They could have beat the Patriots. Like, we thought they'd beat the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. That um, defence was on point. Yeah, it was. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to see them 100% healthy, because I think that'd be frightening for most teams to play against. Yeah. And Watson, I just want to see Watson come back healthy. And if he can play 90% as good as he did last year, 80% as good as he did last year, he'll be oh, just so entertaining to watch. Yeah. Fingers crossed for the Texans for next mm. season. Definitely. We want to see those players playing. Definitely. Let's move on to the, the NFC South, shall uh-huh. we? Okay, let's start at the top of the tree. That was, in this instance, the New Orleans Saints. Yep. 11-5, and five, four games better than the season before, where they finished 7-9. and nine. Yep. Their best win I had was a 34-13 to 13 win at Carolina in Week 3. Okay. Never easy to beat a division rival. Nope. Especially hard away from home. Yep. But they did beat the, the Panthers, and quite handily as well, mm-hmm. 34-13. Mm-hmm. And it was the week after they got served by the Patriots at home. Yes. So it was a really good comeback game for the Saints. Yeah. And it was well before the Panthers got going, so <laughs> it kind of worked out quite nicely for them. Yeah, it did, yeah. No, it was a good <laughs> win, though. Yes. Their worst result, I didn't put in the playoff <laughs> loss. <laughs> I chose the 36-20 loss to the Patriots in week two, just because... There was a lot of hope going into that that game that they'd finally sorted out some of their defense with Lattimore and um, Rankins. Yeah, no, yeah, Rankins was definitely there. Um, <laughs> who was the it Who was the linebacker? Sure. I can't remember now. Um, but I, anyway, yeah, there, I was hoping for a, a better game, and there was Cam Jordan's by, the one everyone talks about, isn't it? Yeah, but by half time, it was all over. Well, yeah. I think there was also the the hope was increased based on the fact that Patriots been destroyed by the Chiefs. Yeah, um, yeah, so. No, didn't pan out. I agree, no. that was a tough loss for them. Yeah, not quite as tough as in Minnesota, but Although, that was... I, I bet the Patriots are glad they played him then, rather than when Lamar oh, yeah. really got into the swing of things. Another couple of weeks. Again, yeah, Ooh. another couple of weeks, and the Patriots wouldn't have had such an easy time there. Um, yeah. Yeah, it might not have been as gut-wrenching as the loss in mm-hmm. Minnesota, but that was mm-hmm. a more convincing loss. Yeah. That so that's why I picked it. Uh, MVP was Marshall Lattimore for me. Oh, not Alvin Kamara. No. I went Marshall Lattimore because, well, for me, for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. I think he changed the attitude towards the Saints. The what have we always said about the Saints? They're porous on defense. Yeah, they're. Back the matter, they've never terrible. had problems scoring points. No. So you know, if it wasn't Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, and yeah. Michael Thomas, you've got other Ben Watson when he was there picking out, you know, scoring points. Yeah. You had Kobe Fleener when he was there. Yeah, people always were going to score points for the Saints. But it didn't matter how many points he scored because you could always get a low back against mm-hmm. them. Marshall Lattimore single-handedly has made that entire backfield a, a really scary prospect. I QB. completely agree uh, with that, actually. I just thought about my Kamara shout and the only thing that I think adds to Kamara is the fact that I think he then gave the kick up the backside that Ingram needed to become a pro bowler again. Um, but it was close. He, it was a balanced running attack. So mm-hmm. actually, I think whereas Lattimore was out on an island against number ones, week one? Yep. Yeah. And now it's like legit top two or three corners in the league. Yeah. He's fantastic. And he's the only guy I've ever seen do an interception with his backside. So 
that's a skill. Yeah, it is that a skill. skill in of itself. That is a skill. <laughs> um, since that time, so in free agency so far, they've picked up Kurt Coleman from the Panthers, free mm-hmm. safety. Um, Demario Davis, inside linebacker from the Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, picked up Tom Savage for some reason from the Texans. I guess it's because they got rid of Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel's gone to the Bears as their backup. Okay. So they're switching backups. And uh, Jamon Bushrod has moved from the Miami guard to... Okay, he's decent. Yeah. He's decent, to be One fair. One-year deal. Yeah. Just over a mil. Yeah. So, and they haven't really lost anyone either. No. They've re-signed Drew Brees. That was the big news, wasn't it? Two-year, $50 million deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much is 20.7 is guaranteed at signing. So, made a lot of money there for the 39-year-old QB. He did. He did. Probably Des- worth it. Deserves it, though, I think, yeah. Yeah, he hasn't really slowed down, has he? No. Still ch- chucks it like the best of them, to be fair, doesn't he? He had a bit of a wobbler a couple of years ago, but I yeah. guess Michael I've Thomas not, helps with that. I've not seen the... Uh, Michael Thomas is a beast. Um, I've not seen that thing that happened with Peyton Manning where he throws the ball and it takes an age. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like there was a, That was bad, wasn't it? Yeah. That year with Manning. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I've not seen that just yet with, um, with Breeze. So I guess his arm's still pretty handy. Hmm. The big takeaway, obviously, like you've just alluded to, was the two-headed monster of Kamara and Ingram. Mm-hmm. It just drove that team. Anytime they're in trouble, rather than what most teams do is start throwing it and mm-hmm. hoping for the best, they did the right thing and they went to their best players and they ran the ball more. And the more they ran it, later on in the game especially, the more luck they had. Yeah. Well, it's smash mouth of Ingram. He looked like a man possessed. Just through contact, he was... I th- I thought... Actually, running through contact, Ingram was the best running back last season. Yeah. Um, but Kamara, I think, didn't he average the most yards for a running back? Because like you can't take him down. It's like eight yards per carry, per carry or catch or whatever he, it was. He will bounce That's off astounding. tacklers. He'll bounce off them. Or hurdle them. Yeah, I'll do anything to yeah. him. Yeah, you've got Ingram. Does what he wants. Ingram, he's running through people all of a sudden. And then you've got, yeah. Oh, what a balanced team. And Thomas, do not sleep on Tom- Thomas. Michael no. Thomas is... Top ten receiver in the league. If you had a mouth on him, then you'd be talking. Everyone about him with OBJ, would know who he is. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Second round pick, Ohio State steal. Yeah, absolute steal. They've won the last two years drafts because Rankins. I know we make keep making jokes and keep mentioning him, but Rankins was the first round pick from Alabama, and then they got Thomas with the second round pick. Yeah, last year they got Marshall Lattimore, and then Alvin Kamara with the second round pick. Tell me that they can't haven't won the last two years drafts. It's a, it's just astounding. They've done very well, mm. very very nicely, mm. and that's why they sat at the top of the tree in the NFC South this year. Indeed, got the fourth seed, um, and it was hotly contested because three teams in this NFC South went through to the playoffs. King, yeah, it's pretty. Cool. The second team down was the Carolina Panthers. They got the five seed. They also finished eleven and five, same as the Saints. Mm-hmm. They had a six and ten season the year before, so they had a plus five differential in results yep so great season really for the Panthers it was yeah despite a slightly slow start um, their best win I had was the 33-30 to 30 win at the Patriots in week 4 mm-hmm. because no one was expecting it no um, but no. they went toe to toe with the Patriots and came out in the end it was the um, Graham Gano kick at the end just to seal the victory yep. you've got to have ice in your veins in, in Foxborough to score that one yeah absolutely absolutely which I, I imagine he did because it was so cold because normally he misses Quite those possibly. ones. Quite <laughs> yeah. hey. And uh, Cam Newton had a good game. 
It's important for him to have a good season. He's had, he had a very bad season the year before. Yeah, he was like terrible. Six and ten. Um, so that was a good statement marker. He had a, he had a good season. Yeah, and he had one of the best sound bites I've ever seen. I I think maybe was the best sound bite I of all time. Okay. Do you remember it? No. Against the Green Bay Packers, a um, they uh, Clay Matthews was you could hear Clay Matthews shouting at the line of scrimmage. Oh yeah! Watch, watch out for that in route. Whoever it was, <laughs> watch out for that in route. And then Cam Newton went, "Oh, you've been watching film. Watch this." And then <laughs> threw the in route perfectly to yeah. McCaffrey, who scored the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Amazing! It's, it's good if it works. If oh, you've yeah. done it in front of pick, then uh... yeah, McCaffrey came off the field and went, "I heard what you said to him. You said, watch this.'" <laughs> so funny. But yeah, after that was really good. Um, yeah, Cam Newton really stepped up. He hmm. started to throw the bit of touch, which is not like him. No. We've all, like you've him. always accused him of just launching it even for five yard throws yeah yeah maybe they it's helped just having so many um, weapons out the backfield well, and possibly it helps that they now have sh- shown a bit more confidence they got rid of Kelvin Benjamin they yeah, basically only move. drafted six foot five receivers when a team only <laughs> does that it means they know their quarterback's not accurate I'm sorry that's what it tells you okay and the fact that they got rid of Kelvin Benjamin they went right we'll get Samuel in we'll get Devin Funches well, Funches is there. He's a big guy. I say he's a big Super guy. Super big guy. But they go and get McCaffrey with a top 10 pick. Yeah. They then get Samuel with a second round pick. Two smaller dudes. Maybe it gave them that little confidence boost to go, right, they obviously believe my accuracy is there. I need to prove it. Yeah. Um, you know, he's always been he's always been a competitor, um, Cam Newton. I think, you know, there's been some question marks about his desire sometimes when there's fumbles and stuff. But um, last year, he, looks, he looked really committed. Looked a bit more mature. Um, I like that he's obviously been watching film and stuff, so that's um, based on the purely based on that sound effects. But yeah, it was um, good. Good season from Cam Newton. Excellent. Their worst result I had was a seventeen to three loss at Chicago in Week Seven. No one was expected to lose that badly to the Chicago Bears. Yeah, you can't be losing to the Chicago Bears. No, seventeen three is not right. Um, but uh, it did happen. Mm-hmm. It absolutely happened. Um, their MVP, I had down Luke Keekley. Yeah, every year it will be until he <laughs> retires. Okay. Look at the difference when he went out last year. Was in in, in and out yeah. because of concussions last season. Yep. Comes back, just completely changes the look and feel. We talked about Calais Campbell. He has that same impact on that team, except he's bit, and he's had it from day one. Mm. He's fantastic, absolutely fantastic. One of the most intelligent linebackers you'll ever see. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I would agree with that. Just look at what they've done in the off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've re-signed Julius Peppers to another year. That's good. The uh, the ageless one drafted there. Yeah, he's thirty eight at the moment. Uh, one year, five million dollar deal. They also re-signed Graham Gano to a four year, seventeen million dollar deal. That kick against the Patriots obviously worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, they've signed Rashad Breland, cornerback from Redskins. They did trade Daryl Wally, didn't they, to the Eagles? Yeah, Breland's a good pickup for him. He's all right. Um, the big one really is that they got rid of Star Latula to mm-hmm. Buffalo a defensive tackle picked up Dontari Poe from the Falcons so like on a like. three year 28 million dollar deal yeah they can only have defensive tackles with uh, unique names yeah and a bit of Jairus Wright as well from Minnesota wide receiver they've got rid of um, Andrew Norwell we've touched on earlier which is a, a bad move for the Jags obviously <laughs> Well, good move for the Jags. Bad news for the Panthers because obviously they don't have them anymore. No. And uh, Ed Dixon, the old man, he's only thirty actually, mm-hmm. at the tight end. He's gone to Seattle. So, 
Okay. Yeah. And they've released Charles Johnson and Kurt Coleman. Okay. Um. Yeah, really, the, the takeaway for the Panthers for me this season was just because the season's just gone, if I can say it properly, was they actually did give Cam some weapons. And when you give him some weapons, you can do stuff with it. Mm-hmm. We said we had to take the onus off him doing everything. Of him being Superman. Yeah, yeah. I think it's worked out. I think so. So, yeah. I like that they started using McCaffrey at the end of the season. Yes. Because at the start of the year, he was, he, year. Was just, he was just anonymous. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't his fault. They just did not know how to use him because they're so accustomed to running downhill and throwing it to massive dudes. And instead, they've got this little shifty guy. <laughs> and he made some plays towards the end of the year. He was a touchdown machine last few games. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad he got involved. It'd be interesting to see this year, now they've had a bit more exposure and they understand him a bit better what they can implement because he is dynamic. Let's move on. We've got two more teams to get through. Let's do it. Smash them out. First of all, the Atlanta Falcons finished 10-6. and six. Mm-hmm. One game worse than the season before where they finished 11-5. and yep. They've still got the sixth seed, though, with that record. Mm-hmm. Uh, their best win I had was a 22-10 win at home to the Panthers in Week 17. I know it's Week 17, but there was a there were positions on the line and Panthers did want to win the game but Falcons got the better of them yep worst game for them was the 23-7 loss at the Patriots in week 7 mm-hmm. just because it was after the um, bye week I think and it was deemed it was the Super Bowl rematch dubbed as a, a chance for revenge mm-hmm. didn't turn out that way no I thought they would get revenge and then I remember just Damn after making squib. that pick me remembering the Broncos versus the aforementioned Carolina Panthers yes and uh, that went pretty badly for the Panthers as well. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to change it, but I'd already heard, I believe it was against Punk that week. It was against Punk, yeah. yeah. He picked the Patriots, you picked the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Lost a week because of it. I did. Um, MVP's got to be Julio Jones, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what they've done over the uh, off-season so far. Mm-hmm. So, we just talked, they said, we got rid of uh, Dontari Poe. He's gone to Carolina. Yeah. It's never a good move to give someone in division, is it? Especially I don't think if they're so. a big piece like that. I don't think so. Ask the Dolphins what they think about Wes Welker. <laughs> uh, they also got rid of Adrian Claiborne, who had a decent season at last for them. Uh, gave him to New England. Because mm-hmm. why wouldn't you do New England a favour? Uh, they also got rid of Taylor Gabriel. So he's gone to Chicago. He has. They have got a few wide receivers there, but Gabriel's been pretty decent. Yeah. But I think they could, they could afford to get rid of him. Okay. They've only picked up uh, Brandon Fusco, a guard from San Francisco. I don't know who that is. Well, I just told you. A guard okay. from San Francisco. Okay. Three-year, $12.75 million deal. Okay. And Logan Paulson, tight end from San Francisco as well. Okay. Just a one-year deal. That's all they've done. Very little else uh, manoeuvring from the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Uh, my takeaway for that team is that they uh, suffered from losing Carl Shanahan. Yeah. You could tell the difference in that team. Yeah, we got Matt Ryan back. Yeah. The real Matt Ryan stood up this season <laughs> and uh, still managed to get 10 wins. Um, it's but, mad, isn't it, how Jimmy Garoppolo looked like an absolute well-beater, isn't it? Yeah, shocking. Who was his right? coach? Shanahan. Okay. Yeah, Who won the MVP the year before? Matt Ryan. Who was his coach? Carl Shanahan. Okay. Let's see what happens next year, okay. shall we? <laughs> Just checking. Just checking. Yeah, I think um, 
he's 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 just one of those guys, isn't he? Yeah. He's that new school offensive mind, super creative, plays your strengths, but also is the anti Chuck Pagano where he starts chucking out all these random plays. <laughs> um, we'll we'll uh, change it up, won't he? Yeah, he absolutely changed it, but he stays within your lane, which for Matt Ryan is intermediate throws, and if you're going to go deep, go to Julio. Yeah, that's absolutely where he needs to be. Three and five step drop, quick, quick, quick throws. Yeah, timing throws. Looked amazing. Look at Garoppolo. He he's got clearly already he's been given more freedom, mm-hmm. but he's playing within. He he adapts his offense to the quarterback. Yeah, which I think is super important. Dan Quinn's a very good head coach. Dan Quinn is amazing. He's defensive minded. Yeah, which is why Keanu Neal is emerged as one of the best safeties. Mm-hmm. Dion Jones didn't have a great year last year, but the year prior was um, as a rookie was. I think probably a top 10, 15 linebacker. Yep. Um, yeah, they inv- he invests heavily in that defense. Yep. We've got one more team. Okay. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Biggest disappointment last year. Absolutely. They finished with a 5-11 and 11 record, King. Mm-hmm. The season before, they were 9-7. and seven, mm-hmm. So that's minus four differential in results. Yep. Not a good year. No. So squeaked around their five wins. Best one I had was a thirty to twenty win at Miami in week eleven. So nothing went <laughs> at really, Miami. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's move on from that win. Mm-hmm. I know they don't want me to, but uh, sorry, Bucks fans. Your worst result I had was a seventeen to three loss at home to the Panthers in week eight. Oh no, can't be losing that game. It just stung, you know. Right in the middle of the season, you're kind of hoping they might get something going, and they never did. Yeah, we wanted them to. Yeah. It's reminiscent of the like previous Jag seasons. Right, where we, we just expect them to, them to be good, based please. on talent. Yeah. And then they yeah, they just don't then they don't have the ability to step up. It was no. super disappointing, I thought. Their MVP I had was Levante David. I yeah. couldn't give it to an offensive player. Not with only five wins. No? Well I found it difficult with those five wins. No, I agree. But Levante I think, David played well. I'd go either Levante or Jared McCoy, one of those two. The reason I didn't go for McCoy is because he was injured. For some of the games, he didn't play every game. Oh, of course so. he was. Yeah, for a couple of games. Yeah, yeah. Levante's Levante is um, he's, he's dropped off a little bit over the last couple of years, but I th- that might just be because Quan Alexander stepped up. But yeah, um, yeah. Levante David was, I think, I thought in the, over the last five years has been one of the, if not the most underrated linebackers in the league. Um, so I'm glad you've given him some love. I gave him some love. Mm-hmm. Let's see what they've done over the off season. Mm-hmm. They've been relatively. Um, active. Okay. So let's talk about some good people they've picked up. Yep. Ryan Jensen, for a start, centre for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Talked about in, in uh, last week's podcast. Yep. Uh, he's very good. He is good. Uh, Vinny Curry, Super Eagle. Bowl winning defensive ends. They yep. picked him up from the Eagles mm-hmm. on a three year, $27 million deal. Um, they picked up Cam Lynch, outside linebacker from the Rams. Not bad. He's all right. Uh, they got rid of Doug Martin as well, which is probably a good thing. That is a good thing. Uh, was, uh, that's. I mean, there's a couple of other players like uh, Bo Allen or Mitch Unrein, but you know, whatever. Chandler Cutanzaro as a new kicker. I guess they have had problems with kickers. <laughs> the old Bucks have they? They yeah, just a couple. <laughs> so Cutanzaro, I'm not sure. I seem to remember Cutanzaro having one of those games against for the Cardinals against the Seahawks when no one scored a field goal and they both hit posts or hit the post only twice I think yeah end up with a draw game because of that mm-hmm. thanks very much guys mm-hmm. uh, so yeah They've what got can a... go wrong what can go wrong I don't know eventually you're going to hit on a because they uh, they released Nick Folk 
Maybe you should take kicker. a kicker in like the second round. Yeah, that might help. Yeah. Aguayo. <laughs> they re-signed uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick as well for another one-year deal. He's I really guess good. he's all right He's a, a really good backup. He's, he's a really good backup. Yeah, in, in the pantheon of terrible backups that we've got in this NFL. Oh, there's some shockers. Yeah. But he is, and I'm using that as the basis, absolutely, but he's one of the better backups. Yeah. He's just one of the worst starters. <laughs> so make him one of the better backups. Yeah. Look at Nick Foles. Could we say he's the best backup? Could be in the league? For sure. You have to say <laughs> it. You have to say he's the best. He won the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, you have to say it. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know what you want me to say. No, I was going to say the, the only hot take I have from the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was there was no discipline I think was the reason behind their lack of a season and inconsistent play I think it all starts stem from Jameis he had a t- he had a stinker and uh, you know we always make that comparison him and Mariota first and second we mention about the Titans in general and again this is led by Mariota didn't show massive improvement Mariota no but didn't regress no still doesn't turn the ball over can run the ball occasionally needs to get himself out of trouble mm-hmm. I think he gets hit quite a lot yeah James Winston always been a little bit erratic but don't throw it to the other team 20 times a game yeah do you know what I mean yeah like his stats were bad but they should have been worse he should have been accepted way more than he was he kept holding on to the ball too long which you don't expect from someone who is I think he's the only rookie ever to throw for 4,000 yards in the first two seasons like that's, that screams to me kick on and he didn't do it and I think because of that the, t- the whole confidence and swagger of that team just drained away yeah. and all of a sudden you know you've got a guy Mike Evans who's demanding a big contract and goes he's, he's please got it. I know he got it and he deserved it because that wasn't his fault that James no. couldn't, couldn't hit a barn door but it was um, you know he was getting frustrated because he was like I need this I need to have a good year to demand this money Yeah. when it actually in hindsight worked in his favour yeah. <laughs> but it's, we need you we need you so badly because we're so bad <laughs> But, um, yeah, no one really, um, offensively, no one really stepped up. And it all stemmed from Jameis, I think, unfortunately. It did. You know, we, we now know on Hard like Knocks. Him. We like we him. Do, yeah, I especially like him. But we know from Hard Knocks that they tell him every time, just don't turn the ball over. Yeah. Just don't give it, just throw it away. Yeah. Well, you get frustrated with certain quarterbacks, don't you? I do. But the quarterbacks you get most frustrated by are the ones in the, that are still in the league that keep getting starting jobs and the reason they keep getting starting jobs is because they don't turn the ball over well that is why well, that is why most backup quarterbacks have got the same interception to touchdown ratio okay but who's better at actually throwing a ball like actually arm pure arm talent Jay Cutler or Alex Smith which one well the consensus opinion is that Jay Cutler's got a cannon still okay I didn't see it in Miami last year no no but he's you know all right, he might but have had an arm. I'm saying a couple of years ago then. So Jay Cutler's got the yeah. better arm. Yeah, but you're going to take Alex you Smith as you're starting yeah. <laughs> quarterback, aren't you? Yeah, because he doesn't turn the ball over and he's accurate. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor's not starting in this league. I don't think we will be. He doesn't this year. turn the ball over. But he doesn't turn the ball over. No, Jameis, Jameis, <laughs> stop doing it, Jameis. <laughs> Listen to me, my man. You could be amazing. Mm-hmm. You are the closest thing to Ben Roethlisberger I've seen since Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Ben doesn't... Ben's sometimes erratic with the ball, but he's not thrown 20 exceptions in a season. Never. 
Like, don't be that guy, Jameis. It's such a shame. We really want him don't to let Mario overtake you because Jim and I will want to keep having debates. And, <laughs> and last season, and you'll admit this, it wasn't close between the two of them. No. And it's we want it to be. We we like the banner. We like having an yeah. argument against each other. And we both want to root for you. So, Jameis, come on, man. Be better. Stop turning the ball over. And with that, we have covered off the eight teams in the NFC and AFC South. Loved it. Loved it. Oh, we've only got the North to go, King. Yeah. And we'll save that to next week. Okay. Because, you know, we've got weeks to go before the draft. Because the draft and that, yeah. Yeah. But after we've done the North, mm-hmm. we will then finally get a chance to properly focus on the draft. Maybe even do our proper mock draft. Maybe there'll be some trades before that time. Yeah. We'll have a Maybe our mock draft have some trades in it still. Who knows? No one knows. Who dares to dream that one. That's it. That's but, it. But, uh, yeah. Until then, you know what to do, guys. Hit us up on Twitter at Jim and the King if you want to ask us a question. Mm-hmm. Or just get in touch. Or make sure you're following us so see what we're doing. Um, check out the website, jimtheking.com. And, of course, make sure you get your friends and everyone else to download the podcast. Um, tell their friends, tell their friends. La, 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 la. Mm-hmm. Um, because we love doing it. And we love you guys uh, listening to it as well. So, until next week, I've been Jim. That's been The King, and thank you so much for listening.